This is the Courser Cast. Courser Cast. Here's your host, Bobby Courser. Welcome back into the Courser Cast. On today's episode, I catch up with a good friend of mine, Mr. Matt Sloan. He is the owner of Cyclone Performance Weather Instruments. He is based in Vancouver, Washington, which is just north of the Columbia River and across the border from me here in Portland, Oregon. Matt has been very passionate about weather for a very long time. He's very passionate about the gadgets and the electronics used to measure weather in terms of wind speed, temperature, air pressure, and right down the line. Matt's been involved with his business for over 20 years. He has extensive knowledge on installation and what makes a good quality instrument. Sometimes there are stuff that's available on the internet that's cheap, and it breaks easily, and then there's stuff that's really expensive, but this is one of those cases, as we get into the episode, you'll start to understand that spending some money is probably worth it for you in the end. Here's my conversation with Matt Sloan of Cyclone Performance Weather Instruments. Matt, let's jump right into it. Weather instruments are important, and the quality really is what is the most important thing. And that is right, Bobby. It's uh, very important that you make a good choice when you look for a weather station, um, particularly something that will be able to hold up and uh, withstand uh, well our climate and our weather, and particularly in rather uh, harsh environments. But Matt, quality is important, but we're getting these weather systems that are being put out on the market that the quality doesn't match up. It's cheap plastic, it breaks frequently, and you know, we're starting to get stuff that people are complaining so much about that either these companies are completely pulling it, their models, or they're basically going out of business. Talk to me about what's important when it terms, you know, comes to quality and what should you look for specifically when you look at buying a weather instrument package or a weather system. Yeah, and that's right, Bobby. Um, some of the weather stations that have been coming out since about the mid-90s um, the brands that I'm going to specifically mention here, and folks listen to this, um, would be starting with Lacrosse and Oregon Scientific, uh, Ambient, and Accurite. Um, those are all weather stations that typically generally uh, run under $200 to $250, and they may have a lot of uh, features on them, um, including color screens and the ability to be connected to the internet and your phone. However, these are weather stations that will be uh, something that you may get maybe one or two years of use out of or before the company pulls the product or changes something on it, or they'll rebadge it. And oftentimes, the level of quality in these weather stations is to the point where they degrade or they break within uh, a year, and uh, they have uh, in uninhibited uh plastic which can fade and uh, break down outside and it turns yellow um so it's really important i i believe that the the drawing line here for weather equipment or any kind of weather station um would be 250 dollars and up so when you look at that price point then you know obviously you've said the companies that are making products that are subpar and are breaking down quickly they degrade they just they don't hold their appeal basically they might still work but they don't look good they're not functioning as designed they're not functioning to last longer than maybe a year maybe two so when you get about that 250 fifty dollar price point what are you now looking at 
I would say the, the one of the best uh, base uh, data collecting weather stations uh, that you can purchase out there would be starting with the Davis Vantage View. Um, I have heard and seen lots of stories of customers coming uh, back with those. We have a couple of them installed on the Oregon coast, which is a really, really tough environment, and they are holding up well. Um, I have uh, several customers that actually have some Davis Vantage views that are locally that are five, six, seven, eight years old and actually still continue to work and look perfectly fine and operate uh, nicely. And then if you really want to go the uh, ultra route of extreme high quality, um, there's a company called Maximum Weather Instruments, and Maximum has been making weather instruments since 1968, and many of their weather instruments are designed to last, you know, 15, 20, 30, and I've actually seen some that have lasted 30, 40, or even longer years. I am using one on my home right now, which is from 1975, and it has been consistent operation and has never been repaired and uh, is a fantastic instrument. They're much more traditional, but they're really good for really, really harsh coastal environments. And regarding Maximum, Maximum is now in the process, because I work directly on the side of Maximum, Maximum is now coming up with a Wi-Fi device that can connect to the back of their digital instruments, which will put their correct and highly accurate weather data on Weather Underground, and now you'll be able to see it anywhere in the country, and you'll be able to pull it up on your computer, which is a huge plus for Maximum. You and I have talked a lot about, though, the reason why people want to go with these weather stations in that you know lower price point under, say, $250, is the connectivity to the Internet and the ability to look at it on your phone. I know for years and years and years, Davis has offered, you know, their WeatherLink product to, uh, you know, transport that data out to your phone, out to the internet. And you just said Maximum is, you know, just coming down the pipe now with that. But is the reason why that people are going with these cheaper models is one is cheaper, but they can also still get data that they can look at on their phone or they can share on the internet? Yeah, what I'm seeing is I think a lot of people see the availability of the instruments that are online um, and particularly pushed on Amazon and eBay and some other weather sites, uh, they see a price tag. And what I'm seeing is a lot of people will say, well, you know, this is what we're, we're going to get and this is it. And they don't necessarily think of purchasing something thinking out of their, you know, out of their wallet or you know, out of their head that this is going to be a quality weather station. And of course, a lot of these people that purchase one of those, you know, $200 and under weather stations are going to find out very quickly that after and when they they purchase one that uh, it's you know the, the lifespan is of brevity and oftentimes there's problems with it and and the part also that is really what a lot of people don't consider is how to place it you know install it and um, the fact that a lot of these really inexpensive weather stations use a lot of batteries so that means that they are limited at where they can be installed and how they can be installed and um, the transmission rate is very slow whereas the Davis and Maxon stuff is near instantaneous, and uh, I think a lot of people want uh, weather conditions instantaneously, which is so important. And um, actually, some of the old vintage Davis weather stations are awesome. Um, they may be wired, but the Davis uh, Weather Wizard Three and the Davis um, Weather Monitor Two is still an outstanding station, and they are really well made. Um, and, and the Maximum instruments are also. And there's another brand out there that is not uh, hugely well-known out here on the West Coast, and that is Cape Cod Wind and Weather, and they have very old-fashioned, old-school weather instruments, but they last forever. They're very well-made. They're designed for boats and, and uh, 
um, you know, really high quality installations, just stuff that lasts a long time. You know, I personally swear by Davis. I've had a number of their systems. I bought one from you uh, a couple of years ago and still love it. I use it when I go out chasing uh, and when we go up into the gorge and do gorge events uh, with the outflow through the Columbia River Gorge and we're taking wind measurements, uh, Davis, you know, Maximum, Sims, all the high quality stuff that we use, you know, I swear by because it's time tested. You know, it's reliable and we know we're going to get accurate data with that. You had mentioned in that previous statement about people placing these weather instruments and the new technology is it's wireless. You know, you don't have to worry about running, you know, wires in or out of your home. You just pick a spot and then it transmits the data wirelessly. But you mentioned batteries and that's an issue. So, Matt, when you're seeing these systems break down and people are constantly having to replace batteries, where are they placing these weather units that might not be the best place for them? Well, the National Weather Service guidance actually recommends that any kind of weather station, um, wind, wind speed and direction mounted uh, over 30 feet, between 8 to 30 feet uh, on your roof, and 30 feet being from the ground up to the top of the roof. And uh, for temperature is required on the north side of your home above 6 feet, and that includes uh, humidity probes. And um, for rain, make sure that it's out in a location where it needs to be uh, able to collect itself with, you know, free away from trees. And I'm seeing a lot of um, these weather stations, um, that particularly uh, Accurite and uh, Lacrosse, uh, installed in hedges and in bushes and in on sheds and behind blocking buildings and structures where I think the, the issue is, is that they're, they're, they're having to be able to reach the batteries. So people don't put it up on the roof because they're not able to, to reach that and have to constantly replace, you know, the parts and the batteries that have to go into those stations. So it's just much easier to put it, you know, in a garden or put it in a place where they have, and that, that's, that's not a, a, a very, um, adequate location to be putting a weather station. A weather station should be, uh, you know, from out of respect to not be stolen or toppled by, you know, pets or animals or, you know, broken or run into by, by machinery or, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, I, I grew up in the 19, late 70s and, and 80s, and uh, just within the last 10 or 15 years, I've seen some weather stations now mounted on the ground, and it is really important that weather stations need to be installed where they should be and that means you know up on a roof or at least on some kind of very tall structure where it needs to be um, you know in a free flow of wind and it needs to be able to collect the the data information that you need because if it's behind a house or if it's in a hedge or on a shed or blocking something then it's not going to be getting correct and accurate weather data we're all, you know, data junkies and so when we go onto weather underground or we log onto the MesoWest network and you see some of these questionable readings, you just have to think to yourself, okay, we appreciate you putting the data out there, but is it really accurate? Is there a reason why your thermometer is running five or six degrees warmer than everybody else? Is there a reason why your temperature might be three or four degrees colder than everybody else? Why is your wind speed so off? Why is your direction off? And chances are it's probably because they put it in the wrong place. That and to the level of quality that has been put sure. into ambient organ scientific and uh, lacrosse weather stations. 
Um, I, I do know that uh, Oregon Scientific has now hit a point where they're in a lot of trouble with their customers. They have lost a lot of um, people because um, people have now found uh, weather stations uh, from Accurite, and Accurite just pulled their smart hub just last month and has had an incredible um, frustration with customers, and a lot of people are now jumping over to lacrosse and Ambient to deal with you know, a company that uh, manufactures stuff that uh, doesn't last, one, for very long, and two, when you pull something that works uh, from customers and then try to charge them another hundred or more dollars and tell them that you have to go spend that much more to go you know, update it, uh, of course, I think most customers would be very frustrated with that, and that, that is exactly what is happening. And companies like Davis and Maximum, they don't do that. They design something once, you know, and they and they put it out, and it lasts for years. And it, they don't change their products or ask you to go out and spend hundreds more trying to update or upgrade it, you know. And and, and let alone, I mean, the product quality. It's it's essentially the, the the words are you get what you pay for. We're not we're not here to slam these other companies, but their product just is not up to par where it should be. You can't have things failing constantly. And, you know, you see it as you're in the business day to day. You work as a reseller. You're testing these instruments. You've even, you know, repaired some of these instruments and they just come back just in such bad shape. And it's not, you know, necessarily a user's fault or even the manufacturer's fault. It's just that the conditions are so brutal in some of these locations that their equipment just doesn't hold up. Yes, that is correct, Juan. A lot of the weather stations and instruments that I've um, gotten from customers on the uh, Oregon coast are old maximum instruments or uh, Cape Cod, in some cases, Davis. And with those um, instruments in mind, the best ones that have survived the well the most um, are maximum and Davis. Time-tested, manufacturing process is proven, and these guys have been doing it for years. And Dave Maximum has been around since 1968. Davis started in 1988 as Digitar and then became Davis in 1990-91 when the Davis uh, Sailboat Corporation uh, merged and, and purchased them. And they're still located in Hayward, California, and they still manufacture all their parts in California, here in the United States, um, whereas Accurite, Lacrosse, Ambient, um, and Oregon Scientific are all made in China and are imported. And there are still some good products that are made overseas, but when you come to quality and you come to a price point, this is one of those rare times where it's okay to pay a little bit more for the product because it's going to last a lot longer than going the cheap and easy route. And that is correct because if you end up spending on these, I mean, they're great. They're very appealing-looking little stations. I mean, they've got color screens. They're wireless you can connect them to the internet. However, the lifespan is not going to be very long. Already, I drove by um, Depot Bay in Lincoln City and saw one of those new ambient uh, uh, hawk-shaped stations, and it was already broken. And that was, I mean, this thing has only been up for a few months. And, you know, if you put stations up like that on uh, the Oregon coast, they're not going to last. They're going to be gone within a very, very short period of time. I have seen some Accurites in Gearhart and Cannon Beach, and when I go there, um, they're gone within six months, or they're completely blown away or destroyed. All right, Matt, so here, here's a little bit tougher of a question for you. If you only have, say, X amount of dollars to spend, say you have maybe $250 and under, which is kind of that price point, 
what would you recommend somebody looking to do to buy their uh, buy a quality weather station? Where would you point them? I recommend they can either come to myself because I get things directly from Davis and I've already had several customers and I can get a lower price um, right around the $300 range is uh, where you're going to start. Um, they can also go to Amazon.com. Um, this is where people are shopping now. There isn't exactly a true actual weather stores. Most of the stores that were once selling weather instruments are now gone because you can just purchase it online and you can, you know, there's a much more variety in the selection online. But uh, I, I would recommend you can go to um, uh, www.maximuminc.com. Um, you can find Maximum's website. And Davis also has a website um, also on Google. Would you recommend buying individual pieces or is it best to spend your money and maybe pay a little bit more and get the full package? You know, uh, it seems like a lot of people now and the weather instrument companies themselves have now been focusing on all-in-one weather stations. Um, it started out with Davis in their 2009-2010 release of the Davis Vantage View, where you have a station that has um, rain, wind speed direction, humidity, uh, barometer, and you have all of those you know components wrapped up all into one package, which makes a lot of sense. However, the level of accuracy on that and on those stations sometimes is questionable, only because of, you know, some people are really purists and they really want to have a weather station with different variables that they can put in different locations. For example, a rain collector, you might want to put in a, in, in a different part of your house and especially like wind um, and putting uh, a pole up with a weather station on a roof sometimes can affect the uh, temperature and humidity readings, especially when you have an all-in-one unit. Maybe not the all-in-one, but maybe find a package or find a company that's willing to sell you know, rain gauge, anemometer, thermometer, with the ability to put them in different places. Yes, well, and the best instruments for that oftentimes are going to be ones that people are less likely to look at, and that would include some of these older analog instruments. There is nothing that will beat the level of quality and lifespan of an analog instrument. I know uh, a lot of people want a small uh, digital weather station now, and they really want to be able to have it connected to. However, analog instruments can last, you know, 30 plus years and they'll outlast all weather instruments that will come and go in that time frame. And so, um, I, I, again, I've seen maximum instruments, uh, they're analog and they may be wired. Uh, sometimes it's, it's good and uh, prudent to actually spend that, that extra time and money installing it and using wiring because it's instantaneous. Now there is one thing you really want to keep in mind when you have a, uh, wireless weather station, they do sometimes have transmission, you know, uh, problems and sometimes they will skip stuff or the battery has a problem and or you get cold temperatures and it, uh, you know, it affects the operation of the weather station itself and in um with wired instruments you don't ha won't have that problem and wired instruments you don't have to take all that extra time and work to go up on a roof and replace a battery um it takes a little bit more time and effort to have to run wiring through your house and it may be you know um something that you want to do when you're building or you know remodeling a house a lot of people will get their roof redone and they'll put up a new weather station so um there's there's so many pros and cons um wired instruments are fantastic for instant Instantaneous and for lasting extremely long periods of time, whereas you know the wireless stations are you know quick and convenient. You can pop them up. So those are two things to keep in mind when you're purchasing between a wireless and a wired station. 
Real quick, let me ask you about the sonic anemometers. I know that's way out of, say, a normal people's, you know, normal person's price range. You're starting now to look at a, a few thousand dollars, uh, if not more. What are your take on sonic anemometers and those instrument packages? Yeah, those sonic anemometers and sonic wind speed systems that are typically sold uh, for the United States government and for airports are fantastic uh, for collecting stuff. However, they have a tendency to be um, a bit more uh, maintenance, uh, you know, requiring maintenance. And the fact that dust or um, bird droppings can collect in them or bird nests have a tendency to affect their accuracy. I know that uh, most... Uh, airports now around the country and many of them around the world are now using ultrasonic and sonic anemometers at different locations um, because of their level of you know no rotating or moving parts. However, they may have uh, you know issues with accuracy due to you know the atmospheric dust and and light and some of those other um, contaminants that may get into them. If you could afford it, good purchase or not. It would be it would be a good purchase if you're willing to spend fifteen hundred to up to seven thousand or more because they can be very expensive. Their 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 instruments are very expensive and they're again they're typically um, you know purchased by large governments or you know bureaucracies that can actually you know, purchase them and use them for different um, you know, locations. You know what? Another very popular wind speed instrument for the United States government is now is the RM Young systems, which is an impeller you may drive on like uh, bridges like the 205 bridge or you might drive on the Fremont bridge in Portland and other bridges a lot of them are now incorporating um, RM Young sensors that would be a good one too those are um, the wind sentry systems um, are they're they're pretty spendy they can be you know in a couple thousand dollar range but they do seem to do seem to work uh, pretty well the only problem I have seen specifically with the RM Young is it's not able to catch the wind when it rotates and that can be an issue whereas a cupped anemometer would be and a cup on a vein would be you know separate separately actually are able to do those two jobs simultaneously at once instead of a um, an impeller which rotates around and then it has a tail vein um, and uh, I, I've seen you know I've seen a lot of instruments that uh, have lasted or been destroyed. Matt, where can people get a hold of you if they have more questions about uh, weather stations and if they want to possibly purchase them or get some recommendations? They can always call me at 503-438-6700, which is my work number. Um, I am a very small uh, customer, one-on-one customer of business, Cyclone Performance Weather Instruments. I can be found on Google. I have a Facebook page, um, www.cycloneperformanceweatherinstruments.com slash Facebook. Um, and I also have a website that uh, it's I, I need to upgrade it but uh, it uh, they can they can find me through that um, a lot of people uh, not only have I sold instruments just here locally in the Pacific Northwest I have now sold instruments uh, in Kansas uh, I have sold instruments in Nebraska Ohio Indiana Minnesota um, Florida um, California Washington here in the Puget Sound and my wonderful international customers uh, up in uh, Chico Dimi, Quebec, and I have an even more awesome customer down in uh, near uh, Auckland, New Zealand. Wow, that's fantastic! I didn't realize mm-hmm. that you were so international. Yeah, international, and I'll ship. I get low price, discount instrument, high quality instruments for a lot less than what you would think that you would have to pay for it because I work directly with the companies themselves, and they like the uh, business. Absolutely, Matt. I really appreciate you taking a moment of your time. I know you're extremely busy. 
but it's something that you and I are very passionate about, making sure that we get high-quality weather data from high-quality instruments that really are telling you what's happening. Yes, well, thank you so much, Bobby, for asking any of these questions.